Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solution with Amanda Love. My name is Amanda Lise Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Nicole. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So we, I haven't had a guest talk about this topic that you're going to talk about today. But, so I would like to know, why did you get into hormones? Um, so I'm a cycle syncing nutritionist, uh, which means that I help women overcome the havoc caused by their cycles and turn it into a propeller for success by balancing hormones, banishing PMS symptoms and living in tune with your menstrual cycle. Um, I got into hormones and this field specifically because I was actually on birth control for almost 10 years, um, since I was 16 and, you know, I had these reoccurring thoughts of like, who am I without synthetic hormones? You know, what does my body do? How does it interact? Um, And then once I got off of the birth control, I started to fall into, um, you know, how each of my hormones were affecting me day to day, rather than just looking at my cycle as, you know, just PMS and your menstrual phase. And at the same time, I was getting my diploma in holistic nutrition and doing formal nutrition education and decided to focus on women's menstrual health um, because it's a topic that I think what really propelled me into doing it as you know my main practice was the fact that I knew nothing of my body <laughs> like right right as like an educated well-informed woman who you know was really focused on her health and all of that. I knew nothing about my hormones until I took the initiative to start diving into it myself. Um, So now I try to just bring that to other women, increase the knowledge and allow women to be active participants in their health, which I think is super important. And, you know, so many doctors are now saying that your menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign because of the importance that it can show for your overall health. Um, So I think women should be armed with that knowledge. That's awesome. Yeah. So what exactly, like, like, what do you, you think is a big thing that women don't know about their hormones? How it affects us all month long and that we need to support our bodies during the different phases of our menstrual cycle. Like I didn't even know that there was four different phases to my menstrual cycle, uh, like let alone two years ago. And <laughs> that shocked me. And then I did research. I saw that like, there's so much research out there that shows you how you can support yourself through each phase, the hormones that are involved and how they affect you so that you're better able to prepare and predict for like your patterns. And I would, I've, I would say that people, different ages, they need different things, right? Totally, totally. As we age, we definitely need different things, especially when we're getting into like, when you focus on puberty and menopause, those are the two really, really big um, events, I guess. Um, A woman has approximately 451 menstrual cycles throughout her life spanning 38.5 years. Wow. That's a lot. lot. (laughs) It's a lot. That's a lot. I never knew that statistic. Yeah. And, you know, so many women look at their cycles as this negative thing or something that causes them pain. 
But when you're able to live in tune with it and support your body through each phase, you can actually use it to your advantage in so many different aspects. And like, so what would you do for certain phases? You sure, would- I can like briefly go over the phases. Yeah. So if you're listening, yeah. you know, um, your menstrual phase is of course, or sorry, your menstrual cycle is a 28 to 34 day cycle that begins the first day of your bleed and goes until the first day of your next bleed, right? Um, And if your menstrual cycle is above or below that kind of range, it's a sign that something's off. Um, So it starts with your menstrual phase, which is when you're actually bleeding. And this is when your hormones are at their lowest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you go into your follicular phase, your estrogen begins to rise as um, an egg follicle is beginning to develop to be released during ovulation. Um, And as your estrogen rises during this phase, um, it's really important to support your body through estrogen metabolizing foods like cruciferous vegetables or sprouts, kimchi that help your body metabolize estrogen. Um, So then you go into your follicular, sorry, your ovulatory phase, which is when the egg is actually released. And this is like the climax of your cycle. Um, And this time you should be feeling like really energized, uh, clear headed, good mood, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, And, but your estrogen is still being metabolized which is difficult on your liver. So it's really important to focus on like anti-inflammatory foods and your elimination, like your body's elimination process. Mm -hmm. Because then when you go into your luteal phase, which is the last phase of your cycle, um, this is when estrogen kind of dips, but then steadies out a little bit and progesterone rises to prepare the uterus to house a fertilized egg, right? So this time it's really important that your estrogen progesterone balance is in balance um, because a lot of women experience PMSing symptoms um, and painful periods because of this imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. And why is it that people, why is it like some people get the painful periods, some people don't? So um, a lot of doctors are saying that it's because of this estrogen um, progesterone balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're estrogen dominant, which a lot of us are, um, this can cause a lot of those PMS symptoms. Estrogen dominance is often caused by, um, you know, irregularities in your blood glucose level, so your insulin sensitivity. Okay. Um, it's also, there's a big factor in um, endocrine disruptors. So products or foods that you consume that actually mess with the release of these hormones. Um, so like a lot of skincare products, some uh, laundry detergents, plastics, can often cause um, imbalances in estrogen and progesterone. And and do you find like people, like when they're on like Accutane or stuff like that could like mess up your hormones? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I, I'm just thinking about me because I, I was on it when I was like 10 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. They started being young with it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of women are prescribed uh, different medications for balances. And the most common ones are like either birth control or Accutane or like these really strong synthetic chemicals that throw off your systems, right? So a lot of women that take birth control, uh, 
there's a lot of factors that go into that and the issue control causes. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of the symptoms that we can experience because of hormone imbalances are remedied naturally, but a lot of the general healthcare system will go forward and just prescribe you with something looking at the root cause and instead just like putting band-aids on top of your symptoms. Well, when you want to go off of it, so let's say for women who suffer from PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome, yeah. uh, a lot of women are put on birth control to quote unquote, <laughs> her cycle. This right. doesn't make her cycle. This just yeah. body with synthetic hormones. Yeah. And then once you get off of it, so if you're trying to conceive or it's just not working with your body, um, it can cause a whole bunch of other issues because your body has lost the ability to communicate with the different glands. Um, so it can wreak a whole havoc on your system. <laughs> well, you're not getting to the root cause. Exactly. Yeah. So do you find, so what age group do you like to work with? Um, I work with a lot of women between the ages of like 22 to 35. Yeah. Cause this, at this time, your cycle should have evened out pretty well. Like of, of course, during puberty, um, you may have an erratic cycle. Right. Um, but this time they should have evened out. And we're also in a state that we're consumed by so many different things going on in our lives, which can all affect our cycles. Right. So we're living very much so on the male dominant um, hormone cycle, which is the circadian rhythm of the 24 hour cycle, sleep and wake cycle. Right. Um, With a lot of disregard for the infradian rhythm, which is the women's 20 to 34 day cycle. Um, And when we live out of tune with that, we're not supporting our bodies in the way that they need to be supported. And that can cause like a whole other slew of issues. And it's really about the, once you come back and live in tune with your infradian cycle and with your menstrual cycle, um, it's really cool how, you know, you can cycle sync your, cycle syncing your nutrition is imperative um, because this is the way that like your body is being fueled. So you can support or hurt your body by the different things that you put into it. So you can cycle sync your nutrition, but you can also cycle sync your fitness, your careers, your relationships. And it's so cool when you really get into it and live in tune with yourself, how much you feel incredible, your confidence is boosted and you really like live with the identity. So you're saying like when you're cycling, so it's like really, what is that exactly? Is it like listening to your body or what? Yeah. So I mean, of course, there's a bunch of different things that go into it, Um, but the main staple is connecting to yourself, right? Right. I always recommend my clients to do this morning ritual of just stand there for two to three minutes, shake everything out when you first wake up and scan your body, see how you're feeling. You know, is there any pain or discomfort somewhere? How did you sleep? How is your brain feeling? Do you feel focused or do you feel a little bit foggy and have difficult remembering things? Yeah. Uh, and then write those down. And it's really cool once you go through about two or three cycles to then start seeing these patterns arise. Mm-hmm. And once you start seeing these patterns arise, you can really predict and prepare for where you're going to be. Right. So how many women have like 
you know, snapped at their partners or their parents. And then two days later, they're like, oh, that's why, because they got their period. Yeah. When we're able to recognize where we're going to be, we're able to better prepare for that. We're able to speak to the loved ones around us and communicate more effectively rather than just like spiraling into these like ups and downs. And I think so many women feel this like roller coaster of emotions because they're like, why was I feeling so amazing last week? Like I felt on top of the world. And now I feel like I want to just like crawl into a hole, (laughs) you know? And it's that like up and down that I think for a lot of women reduces the confidence because we're not, if you're not able to like see why you may be behaving a certain way or why you may be feeling a certain way, you start like possibly putting the onus on yourself and being like, oh, it's because I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. And instead looking at it objectively and seeing, oh, okay, so my hormones are here right now. This is a time that I'm going to feel great. So this is a great time to socialize and have those business meetings. Right. No, in a week and a half from now, I'm going to feel pretty unmotivated. I may feel very like mood swingy and you know, that might be a good time to tick those things off your to-do list, do the more mundane tasks and speak to your loved ones or family members and just ask for a little bit more space or whatever it may be. But in truth, it's all about connecting to yourself. And once you do this um, a few times consistently, it becomes very natural. Like I hardly ever check where I am in my cycle anymore because I just know through my body you know, and of course there's outlying factors. There's stress that can affect it. There's, you know, lack of sleep or, um, you know, environmental factors that can affect it. But when you're living in tune with it and you see it, it's a lot easier to pick what may be affecting you and what may be askew. So then you're able to support yourself in that way. Yeah. And you're, and you know, you know, if you know where you are, in your cycle, then you can make those decisions. Like you said about maybe you socialize a little less or you plan out a little more better. Totally. And a lot of the things that we can prepare and predict for are often remedied through supporting your body and your mind through each of your phases, like, and being conscious about how to support your body and mind through each of your phases. Right. So If you know that you, you know, there's five different types of PMS, but if you experience um, type W, which is water retention, so that is bloating, um, you know, breast tenderness, et cetera, et cetera, mood swings, um, you know that that might be coming. So you can prepare in your ovulatory and even follicular phase to like go through everything, nourish your body in the way that it needs to be nourished um, to be able to mitigate a lot of those symptoms. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. What do you find, like, do you find what are like the big main symptoms that people struggle with? The main symptoms? Yeah. So if you want, I can go through the five different types of. Yeah, let's hear that. So the five different types of PMS are type A, which is anxiety And that's going to be your mood swings, your anxious tendencies, um, and more cognitive effects. Then you have type C, which is cravings. 
specifically carbohydrate cravings, sugar, chocolate. Um, and that PMS type also involves headaches and fatigue. Then you have your type D, which is depression. Again, with the cognitive symptoms, you feel, mm -hmm. you know, really down, a sense of dread. You might also experience confusion and memory loss. Uh, then you have type W um, or H, depending on who you talk to. It's water retention or hyperhydration. And that's when your body is retaining a lot of water. It can cause weight gain, bloating. Um, and like I said before, uh, those issues with breast tenderness as well. And then you have type P, which is pain. And those are painful periods, cramps, back pain, nausea. It also includes uh, acne as well. So for each of those different types of PMS, which a lot of women will experience multiple types, right. um, some are more dominant than the others, but yeah. for each of those, there are natural protocols that you can follow. Um, and that's like vitamin mineral protocols, exercise protocols, um, and supplement protocols that you can follow to really mitigate a lot of those symptoms. And that's what people want because they don't want to stop living life. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like we were talking about before with the 451 menstrual cycles, yeah, yeah. you know, how it affects every aspect of your life because it's constantly happening. Right. So it, you know, how you can lose money because you're not able to go to work because you're in so much pain, you know, yeah. or, or you're so tired. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, a lot of these symptoms are completely manageable. You may even banish them through national protocols and cycle synchronizing. Um, but it's really cool when you, when you start to do that. And you know that saying of like, you only realized how bad you were feeling when you start to feel good. <laughs> right. That's so true. And I think so many women are like that, that they, um, it's kind of, it's just part of being a woman, you know, those, it's yeah. just what it is. It's, you know, I just have to deal with it, but like you don't. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times with our peers, we just sort of are like, okay, that's, it's going to happen. And we don't know anything about it. Exactly. And I think it's such a disservice to women all over the world um, that we've become so disassociated with our bodies and our menstrual cycles um, and our healthcare in general. Yeah. So do you find it's people want to know more about like hormones that are coming to you? Oh yeah. It's so, it's so honestly, I, you know, a few years ago, I would never have thought that I would be in this field. Like it wasn't even a thought to me because I yeah. didn't know about it. Um, and it's so incredible, especially when I first started out and like put myself out there um, to see the response that I got from people and women who were like, wait, what? This is a thing? I can help, what? Like it's it's small changes that I can make that can make my quality right. so much better. Um, and then it was also really cool to see the men come out and be like, hey, this doesn't affect me, but it's really cool what you're doing. And thanks for helping me understand women a little bit better. You know, cause That's it's really awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been, it's been a really, really cool journey. Um, and, you know, talking to different people, doing different podcasts and like being able to 
you know, succinctly put it out there and like just spark that little bit of interest um, has been really interesting to see uh, the responses and how much, how needed it is, I think. Yeah, because like you said, it's that huge statistic of all that we have, that mm -hmm. we haven't that many periods like, in all those decades. But totally. And like when I first, I always say like, if I had known what I know now when I was 15, my quality of life would have been so much better. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, if you catch it young, if you understand what your body's going through and how to support it, like, I remember when I was young and I was super emotional and would snap so quickly and I didn't understand what was going on. Right. And it affected my mental health so much too because I felt so guilty that I was acting a certain way or I felt so confused that I didn't understand why I was. And everyone just chalked yeah. it up. You're going through puberty. But like, right. what does it mean? You know? And yeah, I don't remember anything. I think in like fourth grade, we had like one class on it. Exactly. And, you know, 46.9% of the world's population is female. So you're either, you will, you have, or you are going through your reproduction. Yeah. And we don't hear about, and we, we should have a class about it in like high school. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. I'm really hoping that's one of my main goals in the future is to get into curriculum um, and, you know, teach younger people, um, both male and female and non-binary to understand the cycles of women and how significantly the hormones affect us all throughout the month, you know? Yeah. I think we need that education. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times we just think about our hormones when it's time to get, if we want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Totally. Right. Totally. And it's so important to really focus on them all throughout because it's not just that they affect, you know, your fertility and PMS, but they also affect so many other things like your metabolism and your insulin sensitivity and your other hormone levels, you know? So like women with PCOS have, I forget what the, the actual percentage number is, but a much more significant incidence of depression and anxiety. So, you know, so many women are, yeah. are like, why do I feel so anxious all the time? Why do I suffer from depression? Why, you know, all of these different things when the root cause is often hormones. And they're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a separation between um, all of the different systems in our bodies. You know, I yeah. was listening to something about a doctor saying that, like, I forget when it was, but a whole bunch of years ago, when the medical system was becoming what it is today, the different doctors separated into their specialties, right? So you have bone health and you have brain health and you have cardiovascular and all these other things that are very, very separate from each other. Yeah. But when you actually look at it, they're all super connected. So like too much estrogen can cause osteoporosis, which makes your bones not strong. So right. if you're not looking at your reproductive hormones as a factor in your bone health, then you're doing your body a disservice because truthfully, and as a holistic nutritionist, you know, uh, yeah, everything is connected. 
it's all it's I I tell people it's all connected, but I think we have this mindset of oh it's not connected because we have all these different doctors, and then everybody just goes to the different doctors. Yeah, they might go to a rheumatologist. They might go to their regular doctor. Physical therapy. Exactly. And one of the really significant things that I think people don't associate with each other is mental and physical health. You know, I'm so glad that mental health has become, you know, commonplace in talking about it and all of that. But I think it's very, it's, there's a disconnect between how significantly your mental health is related to your reproductive health and your gut health, right? Like 95% of serotonin is made in your gut. So, and during your luteal phase, serotonin receptors are less active. So you're not actually, you don't have as much serotonin. So that's why a lot of women feel depressed or anxious because they don't actually have the serotonin uptake, right? So to understand that your mental health is really affected by your physical health is super, super important rather than doctors because doctors just go like, oh, just go work out. (laughs) And you, you'll feel yeah. better. Your mental health will be better if you work out. But like, it's so much more than that. It's like, why will that help me? You know, I think that's another thing that I try really hard in my practice to do is educate because we're often just told things and we look at authority to tell us about ourselves. Right. Rather than actually understanding it. You know, I don't want to tell someone to eat kimchi through like the first 14 days of their cycle and not tell you why you know, because I think it's the why of what you do that really makes it sustainable and long lasting. I need, I always, that's what I'm about too. Cause I think if we don't know the why, then we're easily just going to stop doing whatever yeah. that new habit is that we've been told to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. And if you don't do, if you don't continue with that habit, how are you supposed to get better? Exactly. Exactly. And it's also, I think, like the later on of when something may happen um, that you then you're not as able to get back up. You know, if if you don't understand the the stress response in your body and how that affects your different hormones, then when you lose your job and you don't understand why you can't come back from it and like, can't, you know, rise from the ashes. It's because you don't understand that like this helps with this and this helps with that, that then, you know, eventually you'll be able to see when things are askew and recognize them and then support your body in the way, because you're afforded all of this knowledge and you have all these things in your toolkit that, you know, that like, when I don't sleep, I need this tool. When my hormones are askew, I need this tool, you know? And I think education is the method of, of getting all of those tools in your toolbox. That's exactly, that's perfect. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times we don't want to educate ourselves Hmm. unless we're in this profession, but we really should. Yeah. And you know, I think so many women and myself included previously, I didn't know that I had to ask these questions. 
you know, like I can't educate yeah. myself on something that I don't even know exists. Yeah. Right. So that's why I love doing what I do and being able to like, just spark that initial interest because once you do that, then you're like, then you build the curiosity of like, oh, okay. So then what does estrogen actually do in my body? Oh, okay. So after, if I'm trying to conceive, what do I need to do? Oh, if I'm not ovulating, what do I need to do? You know? And it's just about that first spark and interest that leads you down this path of, you know, learning all of these things and being able to actually utilize them and become active participants in our health. That's great. Is there anything else you would like to share? Um, I mean, there's tons I can go <laughs> on for ages. <laughs> um, but I just hope that I was able to spark some some interest. And you know, I'm always available if anybody wants to learn more. Um, yeah, because I think it's really important that not only that we understand ourselves and we understand how to heal ourselves and and live in tune with ourselves but i think it's really really important for the future generations um to to make this commonplace that we know exactly what we're doing that you know there's not that negative stigma around our periods and around our menstrual health and that we're able to talk about things ask good questions and educate as we go along that's great i'll put your all your information in the show notes. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a great conversation.